After five consecutive days off, the Chicago Blackhawks have a back-to-back this weekend at the United Center, and I'll get into a preview of both matchups, as well as the latest updates on Jack Hughes, and also get into what the Blackhawks lineup could look like with and without Taylor Hall. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your weekend. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman 2, or you can check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, just a quick reminder to please go and show some support if you haven't done so already by smashing that like button, commenting down below as well as to what you think the Blackhawks are going to do with this weekend back-to-back. Are they going to win them both? Are they going to split? Or are they unfortunately going to come out on the losing end of both matchups? Make sure to go and comment down below right now. And of course, subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube as well. It's 100% free. It won't cost you anything. And it really does help me out tremendously. So please make sure to take care of that here real quick. And you can also go and turn on those push notifications to get notified when the episode's uploaded to YouTube each and every day. In today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, I got to let you all know is sponsored by FanDuel, the best place to bet on the NFL. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And we got a Saturday episode coming out here this week because it's quite a busy weekend for the Chicago Blackhawks after having five consecutive days off since their woeful 8-1 to loss in the desert to the Arizona Coyotes on Monday They got a back-to-back this weekend as they head back to Chicago, and both games will be held at the United Center. The first meeting will be this evening against none other than the Florida Panthers before a quick turnaround on Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Time puck drop to take on the New Jersey Devils as they come to town. And your boy is going to be at the United Center this evening, first trip down to the UC this season, and with refreshments expected to be had, There's about a 0% chance that I get an episode out early tomorrow recapping this game and also previewing the one on Sunday against the New Jersey Devils. So thought I'd just combine them here a little bit in one and talk about each of these matchups that the Blackhawks are going to be having on home ice this weekend. And coming into tonight, the Florida Panthers have been on a little bit of a roll here recently. They have a 5-3-1 record through their first nine games, but they did drop both of their first two games of the season. And ever since... They've won four of their last six. One of those two losses, might I add, came in overtime against the Boston Bruins. And during that same stretch, they've picked up wins over the Toronto Maple Leafs, the New Jersey Devils, the Seattle Kraken, and the lowly 0-9-1 San Jose Sharks. But funny enough, when thinking about this Florida Panthers team, at least from my perspective, based on what I've seen these last couple of seasons from them, I think, you know, a high-flying offense that can go and put 
five, six, or seven past you in a hurry. But going and looking at some of the numbers here so far this season, that just hasn't been the case for, for the Florida Panthers as they currently rank 25th in the NHL in goals per game. And they're also ranked 26th on the man advantage as well. So it's funny enough, been the defense and the goaltending that's really led the way for them thus far. Sergei Bobrovsky has been outstanding for them in that he started eight of their first nine games. He's got a 2.51 goals against average and a 9.13 save percentage. And the Panthers are also coming off of five days rest. They haven't played since Monday, uh, same as the Blackhawks. So got to figure that Sergei Bobrovsky is going to be well-rested and likely to make, well, I guess I didn't look at their schedule. They could be having a back-to-back tomorrow, and it could be a tougher opponent than the Blackhawks. So maybe um, Stolarz, I believe, is their backup. Maybe he winds up getting the start. Um, but it is worth noting Bobrovsky have started eight of nine. I don't have their schedule right in front of me. So not sure back-to-back is the case for them this weekend, but would not be surprised to see Sergey back in that. But offensively, yeah, hasn't been uh, the start in terms of putting the puck in the back of the net that I'm sure Florida uh, Paul Maurice's bunch has gotten off to this year. Looking at their numbers, the leading scorer is actually Sam Reinhart. Not a knock on him, but I just figured it would be one of Matthew Kachuk or Alexander Barkov leading the way in the early going, but they actually both have uh, eight points as of right now, tied with Evan Rodriguez for second most on the team. While Sam Reinhart is the only one with uh, with into that's into the double digits. He's got 11 points to lead the way for the Panthers. So still got to be on your toes if the Blackhawks defensively, because you know what this offense is capable of. But definitely one thing to keep in mind as well is their power play has struggled a little bit, and it's been the defense that has kind of led the way. So. Blackhawks really need to be ensuring they're taking advantage of their good scoring chances, not being afraid to fire the puck on net and and trying to get as many good opportunities off on Sergei Bobrovsky because so it looks so far, he's done a pretty good job of shutting down the ones that he's faced this season. So it feels like the Blackhawks best success would come in the form of trying to get as many off on him as possible. Some of my other keys to victory that I wanted to be sure to mention here real quick before I get into the projected lines and pairings and whatnot. My number one key to victory for the Blackhawks tonight is to get the early lead and to hold it this time. It feels like whenever the Blackhawks have scored the first goal, they haven't been able to hold it. And in those games, they wind up losing for some odd reason. I don't know what it is, but Two of their three wins so far, they've been the comeback kids against the New Jersey Devils and against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So my key to success tonight is to go and get that first goal. Connor Bedard maybe wouldn't hurt to get the UC extra buzzing in that early going, but that's my biggest key for the Blackhawks tonight is to get that early lead and to hold on to it for really the first time this season. Second key to victory for the Hawks, move the bodies on the power play. And I outlined a little bit Uh, I outlined this a little bit on yesterday's episode that I released, but I think there are a couple of things that the Blackhawks could do to try to spark their power play. And one of them is to start moving their bodies rather than just moving the puck. I think they need to be more active and just be more flowing in the offensive zone rather than just stationary two guys at the dot, one man at the point trying to play, you know, that triangle passing game to find an open one-timer or an open look. I think the Blackhawks just kind of need to simplify their game, move around in the offensive zone with the man advantage, and also put pucks on net, man. Good things happen, as Eddie Olchek has said time and time again. Miss Edzo, by the way. But that's my second key is the Blackhawks' power play. Needs to get their bodies moving and needs to take advantage of a weak Florida Panthers PK tonight. And then number three, the Hawks' defensemen just need to get involved offensively. 
And in their game on Monday, the lone goal that they generated came off of a perfect feed from Kevin Korchinski at the left point. Blackhawks need more of that. They need to get their defense involved to help take this offense into that next gear. And through nine games, they still don't have a goal from any of their seven or eight defensemen that have played up to this point. So get some help from the blue line offensively. I think that would be a much needed boost to this Blackhawks offense here tonight against a good Panthers defense and goaltending combo. As far as what we could see with the Blackhawks lineup, we don't know officially if Taylor Hall is going to be in or night in or not tonight. He spoke with the Blackhawks media and said he was hopeful to go. He's feeling good and feel like he, he feels like he's ready enough to join the lineup tonight, but with a back-to-back, the Blackhawks want to ensure that they're, you know, 100% positive that Hall is fully ready to go. And we don't officially know that at this point in time. Probably will have a better idea when the Blackhawks hit the ice for the morning skate here in just a couple of hours. But since I'm recording before then, I figured I might as well go ahead and give you a forward group with Taylor Hall tonight and without Taylor Hall. Here's my lineup for the Blackhawks with Taylor Hall in action. I have him coming back onto the top line immediately with Nick Felino and Connor Bedard. And I will say, we have heard Luke Richardson mention how he kind of wants to ease players back into the lineup when they're returning from injury. We saw that with Philip Kurashev a little bit in his season debut. Um, I do wonder if they do that tonight and have Taylor Hall skating on the third line with Jason Dickinson and Tyler Johnson, like we saw at practice yesterday, if he is good to go. But I would just throw that to the side and immediately get him back with Connor Bedard because when he has been healthy those season, those two have spent a lot of time in the offensive zone. And I also would keep Nick Foligno there as well because he's shown pretty noticeable chemistry with Connor Bedard in the early going as well. So I think adding Hall to that line gives the top line a little bit more skill. And they also all have really good, well, we haven't seen Hall with Felino yet this season, but hopefully that's a line they could establish some good chemistry together because I do think they provide you with a little bit of everything there. As far as the second line, I would leave that one unchanged from what we've seen in practice the last couple of days. That means Lucas Reichel at the left wing. Yes, looks like he's getting out of the center spot here this evening and off to the wing where he found most of his success in the NHL late last season alongside Andreas Athanasiu, who seems to be playing back at center this evening. And then Taylor Radish seems to be rounding things out at the right wing spot, which I like to see. I think he's deserving of a top six opportunity with how he's been playing lately. And then the third line, as I referenced, I think this could be where Taylor Hall comes back. If he's not on that top line, I think it'll either be he or Kurashev, along with Jason Dickinson and Tyler Johnson. And then on the fourth line to round things out, you got to go with Ryan Donato, Mackenzie Entwistle, and Corey Perry while Boris Kachuk and Reese Johnson serve as the two extras. If Taylor Hall is not able to go tonight, Blackhawks fans, here's what I think the lineup will look like. Philip Kershev will remain on that top line at the right wing, along with Connor Bedard and Nick Foligno. The second line remains of unchanged of Reichel, Athanasiu, and Taylor Radish. Tyler Johnson, Jason Dickinson are still on the third line. Ryan Donato looks like he'll be there if Hall isn't able to go. And then the fourth line with Hall out would mean Kachuk draws back in and we'll be skating with Mackenzie Entwistle and Corey Perry. All right, Blackhawks fans, there are my thoughts on the forward lines for tonight's matchup with Florida. Coming up in just a moment here, I will get into the defensive pairings and I'll also talk about whether or not Isaac Phillips will be cracking the lineup this evening. But first, I got to pay the bills and talk to you all about Sleeper. The NHL season is finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme once again? 
I love the NHL, and I know you all do as well, and that's why I want to talk to you about Sleeper. Sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you have the chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy sports, and the NHL has literally never been more exciting than it is right now with superstars like Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin, the great eight are still around. And then, of course, we have our baby boy, Connor Bedard, right here in Chicago. And all you need to do is simply select more or less based on their stats provided, such as goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And again, Sleeper offers you 100 times cash payouts. So start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could win real big. And I think we got to be going with Connor Bedard to score a goal here this evening against the Florida Panthers, right? Blackhawks fans, maybe even the first goal of the game and might sprinkle a little bit on his shots on goal. That's what I'm thinking. Entries can be made in under 30 seconds and Sleeper is live right now in 28 plus states. And you can also go and use the promo code that's listed down below. That's Lockdown NHL in all caps, and you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit. Again, that's uh, Lockdown NHL in all caps. Excuse me. You can go and see Sleeper's terms of use for more details. Got to get that back on there. All right, segment two. Getting into the defensive pairings that I think we could be seeing out of the Blackhawks here this evening couple of different ways that this could go. It depends on what Luke Richardson is feeling, but based on what we've seen at Blackhawks practice the last few days, this is what I think we're going to see. Kevin Korchinski and Seth Jones on the top pairing. That's pretty unsurprising. They're the top two defensemen right now. Looks like Jared Tenorti is going to be back with his old buddy, Connor Murphy, as those two played a lot of time together last season for the Blackhawks kind of created a, a little mini shutdown pairing from time to time, depending on how Jared Tenorti was playing that night. But it does look like Richardson is favoring having both Jared Tenorti and Nikita Zaitsev in the lineup, which I think this would be the first time this season that's happening. Don't quote me on that. If it's not the first, it's the second. But either way, that's what he's gone with in back-to-back practices, signifying Looks like Isaac Phillips is going to be the odd man out, but I, I personally just do not agree with that decision, Blackhawks fans. Like, I I get that there is a point where you don't want too many young defensemen in your lineup, and Isaac Phillips did not have a good season debut on Monday in Arizona. But to be fair, no one really did, and while he's up here, I think you might as well just be playing him. And knock on wood, from what it seems right now, it doesn't feel like Alex Vlasic is all that far away from returning. In fact, the coaching staff said there's a possibility he returns tomorrow against the New Jersey Devils. And with that being the situation, I just don't understand why you wouldn't get Phillips into the lineup here tonight when he could be potentially going back down to Rockford in the next couple of days. Now, that's kind of a conversation of its own. I think it could be either he or Wyatt Kaiser going to Rockford based on how Isaac Phillips plays, but if you only bring him up for one game of action and then scratch him the next, I don't know. I just think that's a little bit of a due diligence to the kid, especially when he is probably an NHL caliber defender at this point in time, right? We saw some really good things out of him late last season in a pretty sizable stint and then just kind of wound up being the odd man out here in training camp because of the 
ascension of Wyatt Kaiser and Kevin Korchinski sticking around. Other than that, Isaac Phillips should be in the NHL and he's done a lot of good things in Rockford. And I've said this a couple of times. I just don't know how much more he has to prove there. So with that being the situation, I personally would absolutely have Wyatt or Wyatt Kaiser. I would absolutely have Isaac Phillips, excuse me, in the lineup for the Blackhawks tonight. You know what Jared Tenorti is. You know what Nikita Zaitsev is. There's still runway with Isaac Phillips. You want to be giving him NHL reps or meaningful reps at the very least, regardless of what level it's at. And sitting in the press box just isn't going to be doing that. And I just, especially one that means Nikita Zaitsev's in the lineup. I'm always disagreeing with that decision because what I've seen from him since the Blackhawks acquired him just has not been good whatsoever. And going out on a limiter, he might be one of the five worst defensemen in the entire NHL. I mean, even watching preseason games, it's just like, I don't know what this guy is thinking out there on the ice. Again, I would have Isaac Phillips on that second pairing with Connor Murphy. I leave Wyatt Kaiser and Jared Tenorti. I know they didn't have a good game on Monday in Arizona, and that's two stinkers in the last three for that pairing in particular. But I think this season is still all about playing the kids, regardless of the results. I know Luke Richardson wants to be winning. I know he has a different perspective from being the head coach as the general manager and us fans watching from afar. But man, it still feels like the name of the game is playing the kids, and it just doesn't feel like the Blackhawks are going to do that tonight based on what probably going to be the odd man out and watching from afar in the press box. Also, I do think there is a little bit of a debate as to who should be in net for the Blackhawks tonight, rather than just assuming Peter Morazic is going to get the go as the starter, because, yeah, as I outlined in the first segment, the New Jersey Devils are coming to town for a matchup on Sunday as well, and they currently have the third best offense in the entire NHL. And Sure, you know, the Panthers have a lot of firepower there. Doesn't show it in the numbers so far this season, but we know what they're capable of. But at the same point in time, it feels like the Florida Panthers are the lesser of the two evils here this weekend at the UC. So with that kind of being in mind, I wouldn't be surprised to see Arvid Soderbloom be the one to get the start here this evening against the Panthers. They're the bunch that's, as I said, 25th in the NHL in goals per game and 26th on the power play. And that would leave Peter Morazic a little bit fresher and ready to go for tomorrow's matchup with the New Jersey Devils. And speaking of the Devils, Blackhawks fans, coming up in just a moment here, don't go anywhere because I'll get into the latest injury updates on forward Jack Hughes while also breaking down that matchup a little bit. But first, I need to talk to you all about Indeed. There's no I in team, but there is an I in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform you need to build yours right now. Because when you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And Indeed streamlines the hiring process with powerful tools that find you match candidates in a heartbeat. And I personally love Indeed because it's the only job site where you legitimately only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed knows that when you're growing your business, every single dollar counts. So go and visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring right now in the most effective manner, effective and cost-efficient manner might I say. Again, that's Indeed.com slash Lockdown. Need to hire? Then you need Indeed. 
I also need to talk to you all about FanDuel. Football season is underway. We're right around the midway point now, and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win bonus bets all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets for every single time that they win in the regular season. It's super easy. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and every time they pick up a regular season win, you'll get a bunch of bonus bets that you can use on everything from the point spread to the money line, player props, over-unders, and even more. And I'm going to be betting on Connor Bedard, not only to score a goal here at the UC tonight, Blackhawks fans, but to score the first goal to put the Chicago Blackhawks ahead one to nothing, might even sprinkle a little bit in his shots on goal, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, I love that you get paid out instantly. There's no better place to bet on the NFL than FanDuel. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Real quick, if you're still tuned into today's episode and missed the opener where I talked about this, please go and smash that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. All those things really do help drive the YouTube algorithm and SEO in my favor, which kind of helps me out a lot. So please make sure to go do all of that. And also go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well. It's kind of been blowing up these last couple of weeks as I've been posting some prospect videos and some other cool Blackhawks related content of Connor Bedard, some cool videos and some photos and such that I'm finding on the internet, as well as some clips and cutouts from right here live on the show. If you want more Blackhawks news and updates, make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram. All right, segment three. For the first time since the opening two nights of the season, the Chicago Blackhawks have a back-to-back here on the schedule this weekend, folks. But this time, it is all going down at the United Center as opposed to being on the road. But one thing that isn't changing is the competition is not going to get any easier as the Panthers are up first and they're on a nice little uh, streak, excuse me, after dropping their first two games of the season. And then on Sunday, the Hawks have a matchup at 6 p.m. Central time with the 6-3-1 New Jersey Devils, one of the most exciting, electric, entertaining offenses in the entire NHL. (coughs) Excuse me, that came out of nowhere. They currently sit third in the NHL in goals per game and also have the number one power play in the league that's converting at a 44% clip through their first 10 games of the season. So yeah, should be a mighty test for the Blackhawks, but what else is new here to kick off this season? Seems like I'm saying that with each and every game, except for, you know, last Monday against the Coyotes, and that's the one they get absolutely blown out in. Hockey is a weird game, folks. Um, But for the New Jersey Devils, coming into the UC on Sunday, it looks like they could be without two of their biggest offensive weapons as uh, Nico Heeshear, former number one overall pick in the 2017 NHL draft, did not travel with the Devils on their current road trip due to an injury. And then in the Devils matchup last night with the St. Louis Blues, kind of a scary little incident happened as Jack Hughes was skating into the offensive zone with some speed and got tripped up and went crashing down into the boards real hard was slow to get up and ended up exiting the game and not returning. And after the contest, we still don't have 
the most significant update on Hughes's status, but word from Elliot Friedman was that uh, the Devils are still going to have to wait a day or two until they kind of get a better idea of how significant this injury is going to be. But either way, uh, a scary, scary incident there for Jack Hughes. Hope it's nothing serious and that he can get back on the ice sometime soon because, boy, is that kid amazing to watch and really feels like he's a young Patrick Kane that scores more goals than Kaner did at a young age. It's been crazy to see Jack Hughes' development throughout these last couple of seasons and kind of sad that he's not going to be suiting up at the UC on Sunday. But hope it's a speedy a speedy recovery for him and that he'll, he'll be able to rejoin his team sometime soon. Another number one overall pick that's out for the Devils uh, as of this moment. But yeah, it looks like the Blackhawks could be taking on this Devils squad without two of their biggest offensive weapons. So as unfortunate as that is, that certainly will go a long way for this matchup. But New Jersey does still have plenty of firepower in their lineup, even with those two guys out. Jesper Bratt has been incredible for them so far this season and really seems like he's on his way to becoming a big name in the NHL, even though he's kind of been a, a really good player these last couple of years. Feels like he's one of those uh, best-kept secret type of players for New Jersey. He's got 18 points already through his first 10 games of the season, seven goals and 11 assists. Tyler Toffoli has also found the back of the net seven times already for his new team and has added four assists for 11 points. They have Timo Meyer, who's got two goals and six assists for eight points so far. Eric Howla has chipped in for five goals. Alexander Holtz, another high-end first-round pick of theirs from a couple of years ago, who's now kind of getting comfortable at the NHL scene. He's got five points in 10 games this season. Andre Palat has been a little bit quiet, but we always know what he's capable of. And then the big guns on the back end do a lot of heavy lifting for the Devils as well. Luke Hughes, who looks like a stud, the younger brother of Jack. Uh, top five selection for New Jersey as well. He's got seven points so far this season. Dougie Hamilton has chipped in for seven points. And then John Marino has six points as well. So you can see why this offense is one of the best in the NHL right now, because not only is it just Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, and Jack Hughes, but they got a lot of depth guys who would be leading scorers for the Chicago Blackhawks right now. I mean, I think Corey Perry's tied with Connor Bedard as their leading scorer, and they have seven points through through nine games so far. Um, yeah, Timo Meyer would be the leading scorer for the Blackhawks. Luke Hughes and Dougie Hamilton, I believe, would be tied for the team lead. So Blackhawks got to be ready when taking on this Devils bunch, even though they're without two of their number one overall picks. But the weakness for the Devils this season undoubtedly has been in net. The goaltending has not been very good, and neither has their penalty kill. Uh, Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmid, both have save percentages below 900 in the first 10 games, and the penalty kill for the Devils is ranked 23rd in the NHL. The offense really has just been carrying the way for them and kind of getting them out of jams and winning high-scoring games. So without Hughes and Heischer, I will say, this does look to be a, a better matchup for the Blackhawks. Um, but Nothing's, you know, easy in this league, but you got to focus on shutting down Jesper Bratt. I think if you're able to shut him down and able to prevent Luke Hughes and Doug, Dougie Hamilton from kind of rovering out there with the pucks, uh, with the puck on their stick and 
creating things offensively. I do like the Blackhawks' chances of coming away with a couple of points here on Sunday against the Devils. Unfortunate that it's going to come without two of their superstars, but nothing the Blackhawks can do about that. They can only control what they control, and that would be putting together two consistent 60-minute efforts here on home ice this weekend. Would be super nice to be in attendance for the Blackhawks' first win of the season at the United Center. We'll see if that happens here this evening as they take on the Florida Panthers. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free right now, wherever you may be listening to your podcast and to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and follow me on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until the next episode, everyone, enjoy your weekend. That's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.